Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. And today we have a fun one. For you, no, it's not a fun one for you. It's a fun one for Chris. Okay, this podcast is about him. If you don't care, then leave. Uh, <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about Robin Hood series. We're talking about Pistol Pete Maravich. It's Chris's man crush, respectfully, in a non, uh, yeah, not in that way. So, uh, you know. We're going to hand it off to Chris here and let him talk about his favorite human being in the world. Oh, my gosh. How do you even start this? <clears throat> this is one of my favorite basketball players of all time. This may be a basketball player that you may not know that much about, but I'm here to educate. Pistol Pete Maravich yes, sir. is that guy. He was... Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. I try not to say it too much. Enigma. Enigma. Mm. I mean, just like... Imagine a guy, right, way before mm. three-point lines, basketball tapes out, and he's teaching you how to dribble the basketball, how to handle the basketball in such creative ways that have not been seen before. Um, mm. Think about the fact that you have this guy out here who's shooting, you know, from damn near the volleyball line, you know what I mean, out here in this right. amazing. This is the same guy who averaged, like, I don't know how much he averaged, but he led the he he had the most points in high school. I mean, not high school, college basketball history until Adam Morrison came around. We know how that went. So I I say mm-hmm. Pistol Pete Maravich still has the record for that. I think he has the record for that still. Does he? I thought Adam Morrison broke it. Oh no no no! Pistol Pete's college career career stats are ridiculous. Give me a second. Yeah, he averaged like forty in college. It's something ridiculous like that. That is that is like. Yeah. He's definitely, like, a player we should remember more often because mm. he, when we, we talk about on this series a lot, the birthing of uh, evolution, he was way before his time. He birthed every phenomenal ball handler, every guy who shoots long range and just chucks it up there and basically turns his back like, yeah, I know what's going in. That's yeah. their father. Yeah. He did that. His stats He's, his stats in college were 43 points, 44 points, and 44 points. That's what was his three-year career in college. That was his stats. Yeah. Well, maybe Adam Morrison came in second. I thought he crushed it, but I'm not sure because nobody really remembers Adam Morrison. So not I think like he was like points per game. Yeah. Maybe all total. Points, maybe I think it's total. Yeah. Totally crushed it. Yeah. 
But yeah, he's okay. just before his time. He came in and he really was just like phenomenal from the jump. I mean, like take Jason Williams and then multiply that by like mm. a thousand. Because I mean, just one thing I can say: just go watch him. Go watch Pistol Pete Maravich highlights. Go see what he does on the court. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. We okay. To put this in simpler terms, and just as simple as I can make it, no Pistol Pete, no Curry. There we go. He was the first person launching it from that far, just like <clears throat> off a whim. Just like, oh yeah, I'm all, I'm like sixty feet from the basket. Splash. It's like, why? And then, the, but the really the real reason we don't remember him is because he never truly got to get loose as a player what i mean by that is like he wasn't played in the proper position so like just imagine like a guy with like great passing skill great scoring skill and like his coach and just being born in the wrong area and his coach is like you should be back to mm-hmm. the basket you should be passing to your center the center should be scoring all the points you shouldn't be trying to do mm-hmm. this he just was yeah. in, born in the wrong era of basketball mm-hmm. if he was today's era dear goodness he will be the best point guard in the league, hands down. He was just way before his time. Way, way, way before his time. And he deserves his respect. Because without him, there's no... He's, there's no Kyrie. There's no... What? Um, <clears throat> Isaiah Thomas of Detroit Pistons. They're like these long-range Luka. shooters. Luca, These guys who are really creative with the ball, who do amazing things. These go, wow, ooh, wow, ooh, ooh, ah, ooh. There's nothing of that nature without Pistol P. Maravich. Mm-hmm. Who knows how many people have probably, like, dug up his old tapes and was like, and just went and watched them and, like, was like, oh, I wonder if I can do a pass like that, or I wonder if I can do a crossover like that. Like... Magic Johnson said in an interview that he did. That's another one. There would be no Magic. The greatest point guard of all time, who we arguably say is the greatest point guard of all time, Magic Johnson, he even studied Pistol Pete Maravich. Yeah. There would be no... There would be no Magic. There would be no Kyrie. There would be no... Isaiah Thomas. Either one. There would, like... A lot of these guys would not even be around if it was not... Pistol Pete Maravich crawled so that everybody else could run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was just born in the wrong era. Yeah. In an era Anything that was just expecting, that wasn't expecting the right things from him. I mean, just imagine, imagine if like they had some kind of forward-thinking coach. It was like, damn, like, he's like the best score I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Keys to the offense. You don't think he would have won more? Hmm. Yeah. What do you guys say about that, Jay? Man, what I got to say about that is I completely agree with you. You know, he didn't really get let loose completely until Utah Jazz. His first team was the Atlanta Hawks. But he had, like, Lou Hudson. He might have had Lenny Wilkins. I think he had another big player on that team. So he wasn't allowed to really let loose. It was The offense was kind of built around Lou Hudson. Um, it was pretty solid for his era. So, you know, what I love about Pistol Pete is, I mean, yeah, he's a five-time All-Star, one-time scoring champ. 
averaged 31 points per game and five assists one season, and you know averaged more than 26 points per game uh, four times in his career. Never had more lower than 80 percent free free throw line. Like those are great stats efficiency wise, but we have to take one again six foot five point guard. Now that's really tall, but what you have to love about this guy, and in my opinion. He has to be in the conversation for the most skilled of all time. Has to be. Some of the stuff that guy did. The ability to move, use one hand and do all these fake passes and passes and all these hand movements and all these crazy passes that you just have never seen anything like that except for Magic. And it's it's not just great basketball mind. It's great flair for the game, kind of like Jay Will. Jay was a good comparison to that, where the flash and the the overall highly skilled is just ridiculous. He's oozing skill, passing wise and scoring wise. I mean, that guy's bag was pump fakes, drip good, great handle. I mean, this guy could handle both hands. Like, don't don't assume he's like Bob Cousy. This guy's got behind-the-back highlights. He's got crossover highlights. He's got great handle highlights. Like, this man had the ball in a string, mm-hmm. okay? This guy was a walking show, okay? I mean, this guy dropped 68 points in a game, and that's what we're getting at here is the great shooting. This guy shot, what, like 66 points? 66% from the three-point line one season when he was averaging like one or two 0.02 three-point shots a game. That means every like five games he was getting up one three-point shot. So it's not like he had a great volume to really solidify that he's a 60% three-point shooter. But that's not the point. The point is if he gets 60%, that should be an indicator to tell you where we're getting at the here, and that's a three-point shooting. This is where things he's so much before his time and that if he would have had an offense built around the three-point line in the 70s, Chris would have been absolutely right about this guy being ridiculous. He's such a perfect fit today's offense. He's, in my opinion, closer to a Kyrie and to a Luka, that kind of guy where it's just ridiculously highly skilled. I don't care... If he's not going to dunk on everybody because they don't need to. Kyrie's not dunking on everybody. They're doing it with skill. Luka's not dunking on everybody. He's doing it with skill. Right? Six foot five, ridiculously skilled. He's like James Harden in that aspect as well. Ridiculously skilled. Everything's a tough shot. Everything is unblockable because the angle he's shooting off of. You have to put all of these things into perspective to understand his greatness and the sadness of him not being recognized, which is ridiculous. I mean, this guy is easily, if you view him as a two-guard, put him in the top ten of all time. If he's a point guard, he needs to be in the top ten. Like, it's, it's, this is guy, this guy's a lock. This is, this is so much more than a highlight tape and a flashy passing. So much more to it. You have to really understand his game and understand how much it reflects modern NBA and understand that he's so much before his time, it's not even funny. And this is, Chris using the word enigma is correct because this guy is just so hard to put into words because he's so special. 
And, uh, yeah, Chris, this is a easy Robin Hood series because this is what it's about, man. The underappreciated. We're here to give you that knowledge, help you learn about the underappreciated because you deserve to know and learn and grow with your basketball knowledge. This is one of those guys, man. He just needs to be placed in the right era. It's just like, he just was like, Mm -hmm. waiting for. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. For his time, I mean, like, yeah. everything he did then, we're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, he's just in the wrong area. It was just mm-hmm. before his time, the point guard wasn't as evolved and developed as it is now, wasn't as refined. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> it was like that style of play doesn't lead to winning. But now you look at the game today, and that style of play does lead to winning. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree with you more, Chris. And, you know, he's another non-ringer. Has no rings. So he get, doesn't get the respect that he should. And that's just sad. You know, you, you need to learn and grow as basketball fans. So look past guys who didn't get rings. Because the 70s is a great example of that. Because you look back at our all-time 70s ever ranking, I'm pretty sure the top three players only won one ring in that decade. And that was Kareem winning run yeah. with, the, with Oscar Robinson, who was aging. That's, that's the only guy. It was Bob McAdoo and Pistol Pete. Those were the top three. And Bob McAdoo doesn't have any ranks in the 70s. Terrible teams. You know, it's, it's just these guys... These guys do not get the respect that they deserve from the 70s, and it's sad. It's sad just because they weren't a part of the winning teams. Yeah. And that goes back to my original argument from previous episodes of this, is that you can't base, you know, the accolades of an individual off of rings. Rings is team success. That's that's the success of a team, not the success of an individual. You can't be like, oh, I'm not going to care about this guy because you don't have rings. But that's the success of a team, not the success of an individual. It's true. I couldn't agree with you more, Chris. Yeah. So appreciate it. Pesopirovich, my favorite player of all time. I'm so glad he's your favorite player. It's such an interesting answer to that question. Who's your favorite player of all time? Slipit Barovich. What? (laughs) Wait. Not LeBron. Not Michael. Not Kareem. Not Bill Russell. This is why Chris is a basketball addict. (laughs) Pistol. Pistol's my favorite, man. (laughs) Yeah. 
I wonder what mine is. My personal favorite might be Wilt, just because I just feel so passionately about Wilt Chamberlain, because he's so underrated. Okay, okay. From yeah. last, I mean, from like, you know, previous eras, your favorite basketball player is Wilt, right? Yeah. From previous eras, my favorite basketball player is Pistol Pete Maravich. Who's your favorite basketball player mm. now, today? See, I feel like I got to give a more complex answer than just LeBron because we grew up with LeBron in Cleveland. Yeah. So I want to give something more interesting than that. And I would say my personal favorite is... Man, I love the great players. So I'm going to go with Steph. I feel like Steph is just so much fun to watch. So connective. Actually, I changed my answer. Dame. Dame. Dame's been my guy for a while. I've I was one of those guys that thought Ky- Dame was better than Kyrie for like the past five to six years. Even when Kyrie was in Cleveland. I was saying that. Dame's been one of my favorite players. I love the guy's attitude. Like, I disagree with him staying with Portland, but dear goodness, do I respect that guy. Because he plays every moment with his heart on his sleeve, but he's not like Russell Westbrook where he lets his emotions get the better of him. He's kind of that silent killer. And that's kind of like, I'm not like saying I'm Damian Lillard and I'm a silent killer, but that's kind of like my personality. My personality is a little bit of a silent swag, like quiet swag, mm-hmm. like subtle swag is Jason. So like that's my simpatico into that is Dame because Dame's that quiet guy that gives you buckets and but like talks a little bit whenever he really has you and really just jags you a little bit like i just dame to me is if we if there was a personality test i would really match up with dame yeah that's mine jamal murray's mine Ooh, you know he's not in the league right now i think you might have to you might have gotten out you might have to choose somebody else even though oh jamal murray oh, i thought you said jamal crawford oh, okay jamal murray explain why oh man i just i can see the passion for the game and i've seen him mm-hmm. like, grow you know what i mean yeah like that's why i like the nuggets so much because jamal murray yeah he's he's, he's fun teams. he's my favorite player <laughs> yeah the canadian i guess you gotta move yeah i gotta move yeah, yeah. jamal murray that's my guy. If that guy was ever ever healthy for the Olympics, they would go far. Him at Wiggins, T Top, forgetting mm-hmm. somebody. Somebody else is good from Canada. I don't know, but yeah, that would be a good team, though. I w- I wouldn't yeah. mind seeing that. I just want him to come yeah. back healthy next season because the NBA is wide open. Yeah, him and Jokic is a such a nice combo. They complement each other so well. Yeah, watching him go against Donovan Mitchell two years ago was nice. That was what made me start liking him. <laughs> yeah, remember we watched, yeah that was, that was the game we watched. No, not Donovan Mitchell. Remember we watched the Portland Trailblazers Nuggets game. They won. They they lost to the Portland Trailblazers the year before. The next year they won. Yeah, 
I remember we watched that Portland Trailblazers Oklahoma City Thunder series together. Yeah. And that was one of the greatest like non Eastern Conference Finals conference finals, MB finals, seal series you'll ever see. Yeah. Just cause like everybody thought, oh, Paul George and Russell Westbrook, no way they're gonna win and Rent Dame just like puts on performance after performance and then sends him home with a 37-footer and waves at them while he's leaving. Like, dude, that is my guy. That's what everything got cemented. All my previous man crush on Dame cemented at that point in time. Dame's that guy for me. Yeah. 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 Jamal Murray coming back and redeeming himself was like, yeah. I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Jamal Murray's. Some people step up in the playoffs, man. Jamal Murray's for sure one of those guys. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see him healthy. It's it's been pretty dull without him and Dame. Neither one of them were out playing that, sir. Yeah. Yeah. The you remember that? Sp- remember that spinning layup he had around? I think it was Braun, where he like jumped in the air and like three sixty and laid it up in the playoff series against mm-hmm. Le- the Lakers. Oh I my think it was gosh! Lakers, yeah. He definitely has a top five layup package in the league, for sure. Yeah, but okay. So here's the thing, right? Like, I've been seeing that pa- that pack like that layup a lot. But the people keep saying like John Wall did it first. Yeah, he did it first. Not saying not not discrediting John Wall, but just saying like, wow, Jamal Murray just did it. Like, yeah, I think the thing that makes Jamal Murray more of a better story than a guy like John Wall is John Wall has so much more gifts than Jamal Murray. Athletically, they are not even close. Like with Jamal John Wall coming out of college was a was the flash running up and down the floor like he was a speed demon like he had gifts on gifts on gifts jamal murray you can tell is a worker that guy works i mean his skill level his athleticism everything's increased since he's gotten the nba exponentially and that only comes from hard work so he's a worker for sure that's another reason why i respect him as a basketball player yeah i I saw the growth i saw the growth Mm-hmm. That guy's good. As you should. He's really good. So, mm-hmm. I respect him. I definitely do. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be exciting for the regular season to come around. So, is there anything else you want to say before we kick it on the end of this podcast? No, that's pretty much it. It's not All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys for listening to the podcast. Um, Coming up soon, the next podcast we will have, uh, we're going to be talking about Bob McAdoo and Scottie Pippen. The podcast after that, we're going to be talking about T-Mac and Allen Iverson. And that's going to be the Ed of the Robin Hood series. And the main reason why I'm telling you guys this about this is August 21st, we have the all-time fantasy draft. So last year, this was a really big hit. It was people, a lot of people wanted to join. Basically, what we're going to do, what we did last year, there's going to be 12 people. And two of them are going to be Chris and I. And we're going to be doing a draft of the greatest players of all time. You can make your team. And then we'll figure out who won that draft in the next podcast. 
after that. It's going to be a lot of fun. August 21st, we're going to set a, a date and time for that pretty soon. And we're going to be sending out invitations to people. It's going to be exciting. Last year, I think I won. Um, yeah. You know, and it wasn't bias. I legitimately drafted the team. That was ridiculous. So I need more competition. I need more competition. I want to lose. Make me lose. Come over here and draft. Oh, and, and, oh, Chris. Don't forget, you don't draft John Stockton before Magic Johnson. I would just like to remind you of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it was a lot of fun because Chris and I are best best friends. And we had back-to-back picks last year. And I drafted Pistol Pete Maravich, who you guys heard on the podcast. Oh, he was just so happy with me. So overjoyed that I stole Pistol Pete Maravich. Man, what a good friend I am. So, you know. Yeah, I think I might like force us to be back-to-back again. Might put you in front of me. Just just so we can have more drama. It'll be fun. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can enjoy that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah. Anything else you want to say, Chris, before we kick it to the end? No, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, I'm Jason Collins. And I'm Chris Mommy. And we are the Basketball Decks. Peace. Out.